0: Today's episode of the Writer's Room Game Show is brought to you by Musicbed. With Musicbed, you get access to higher quality music than any other music resource. That means instead of thousands of variations on dubstep by some guy in his parents' basement, or what I can only describe as clown funeral music, you get real stuff you would listen to in real life. Great musicians, bands, and composers who pour their hearts into their work and wear cool hats and tight jeans. But Seth, I don't have a million dollars to spend on music. I better stick with one of those other companies. Well, listen here, you big wrong person. Subscription allows you to have unlimited access to their amazing roster of artists for one monthly or yearly fee based on what kind of work you do. That's right, if you're making personal shorts or web-based ads, your fee is gonna be way less than if you're making Super Bowl spots. And even if you are making Super Bowl spots, MusicBed's pricing and library are an absurdly great sight to behold. Ryan and I use it, you probably use it, and if you don't, go use coupon code GAMESHOW at checkout to receive your first month free when you purchase an annual subscription and start unlocking your film's full potential. You owe it to yourself, and us. You owe us, go do this. We need to cast the living hell out of it, yeah, and put it on Netflix. But even then, it probably needs to be an IP. You know who the teens love?
1: Chris Pratt. They do
2: love the Pratt. They They do love the Pratt, especially as Mario. Real quick, they love the Pratt and they
0: love the Holland. They love Pratt and Holland. Well, as long as
2: there's a Chris in there somewhere, (laughs) I'll take. I'll take. I'll take CGI Christopher Plummer. I don't care. As long as it's a Chris. <laughs>
0: That's st- what, and the, and the teens will probably agree with you. That's what they all say. <laughs> they all love them.
1: Everyone, I'm Ryan. And I'm Seth. And welcome back to the Writer's Room Game Show. It's the podcast where every week we generate an original feature film idea from scratch and under 60 minutes working from a set of random prompts given to us by a big Hollywood studio.
0: At the beginning of every episode, the studio, which is really just an iPhone shortcut, assigns us the contestants a new project consisting of four components. The genre, the tone, the demographic, and a studio mandate, which is basically just a random thing that the studio is requiring.
1: We then have one hour to develop a feature film idea that fits the aside criteria with surprise roadblocks along the way.
0: Surprise roadblocks. And at the end of the episode, we will focus group the idea with uh, someone of the target audience of which we were assigned. And we'll ask them actual dumb focus group questions. And if they answer positively, if we essentially with this season, we are, uh, we're doing this on a points system. And if we get a, what is referred to all, it's by everyone in the industry as a perfect 40, it'll make sense <laughs> to everyone who's ever done this. Uh, uh, then we win, we win and we roll around in money for eight hours.
1: And if they answer negatively, we get a negative score, <laughs> a perfect zero or anything <laughs> in between. Uh, we'll quit screenwriting altogether and then we'll do it again next week.
0: Because that's how quitting works.
1: <laughs> Seth, <laughs> I'm very excited about today's episode. Um, we have a special guest on our show. He's an actor, yeah. comedian, and podcast host. You may remember him from The Totally Rad Show where he talked pop culture with Dan Trachtenberg and Alex Albrecht. You can now catch him as a host in Dungeon Master on the live roundtable RPG show, The Dungeon Run, as a co-host of the Video Game Podcast DLC, the comedy science show We Have Concerns. He's got a lot of shows. And my personal favorite podcast, the Filmcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Mr. Jeff Kanata, to the show.
2: Thank you. My goodness. What a lovely, warm welcome. I'm, I'm pleased to be here. Yes. We,
0: we have nothing but warm welcomes for... <laughs> dude, we're so
2: excited to have you here. I,
0: I, I went yes. to make a sarcastic joke, but I'm just too stoked to have you here, man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, it's been a long time in coming. I know you guys have been asking me and, I, and I, uh, <laughs> my schedule is a little nuts, but I appreciate you being patient and yeah. still uh, open to me uh, showing up. And yeah, I'm, I'm I know, excited to you do
1: You've a lot going on lately. You, uh, you just moved recently, right? I did, yes. I, I
2: relocated to Colorado from Los Angeles. So, oh,
0: wow. Yeah. Everyone's leaving LA. That's
2: right. Yeah, you man, just had get cool to, to Canada, it. right? I wish. Yeah. I would love to move to Canada, but no, they won't have me.
1: <laughs> um, Jeff, <laughs> be, before we get our call from the studio, is there, is there any um, movie genres or movie, uh, movie uh, types of movies that you would be interested in writing?
2: Oh, well, I have, I've written several screenplays, none of which are, you know, any good, but I have- Welcome I, to the
1: club. You're only,
2: and then welcome to the writer's room game show. You're in good company. <laughs> Perfect. Right. I mean, I love, uh, I love comedy. My favorite kind of movies are the movies that probably shouldn't be movies. Just two people in a room. You know, my favorite movie of all time is, uh, my dinner with Andre. So that's, that's what we're looking at.
1: So The classic two-people-talking
2: movie. Buckle in, <laughs> listeners. You're in for some thrilling <laughs> excitement tonight. Uh,
1: it would be incredible if this is our first episode that there's no plot. It's just us talking to each other, and that's the movie. Yeah. Oh,
0: oh, yes. The first episode where there's no plot. That's definitely. It would be that kind of milestone for sure. Um,
1: oh, that must be the studio. Uh, Must be. I'm going to take the call. Let's see what we're writing. So, Jeff, Hello,
0: studio? If you're not familiar, the studio likes to call okay. Ryan to tell him they emailed me. It's yes. a system that's foolproof.
2: Yeah. No, uh, it, it sounds like okay. that, that system got studio notes.
1: Yeah. No. Yes. Yeah. We'd, we'd, we'd <laughs> love to write that. Okay. Thanks, studio. Catch you later. Um, Seth, they said they emailed you the assignment.
0: They did email me the assignment, and I'm looking at it right now. Gentlemen, today our (laughs) genre is going to be teen comedy. We're writing a teen Teen comedy. comedy. Teen comedy. Teen comedy. Okay. So it's for the teens. (laughs) Uh, Nobody (laughs) I'm better tied into than the teens. Same here. (laughs) I got my finger on the pulse of what the teens are into. (laughs) just drowning in teens over here. Yeah, Uh, That's gross. Not really
1: everyone. Um, (laughs) Might want to word word that differently, Seth.
0: I might want to reword it, so I'm not drowning in teens. Tone of it needs to be uh, happy and transitioning to gloomy by the end.
1: That's the tone. (laughs) That's
2: that's what being a teen is all about, I think.
0: (laughs) Okay, yeah. Let's go with that. The demographic, wow. The demographic is, is, is going to
1: be... Is that listener submitted? That It is listener that t- submitted like by someone yeah. named
0: Mark. So, Mark, okay. thank you for not understanding the concept of tone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, our demographic is going to be uh, boys age 12
1: to 17. This okay, is that checks specific. out. Team comedy. And, 12 to 17. <laughs> okay.
0: And the studio mandate today is that... Uh, we're open to ideas. Feel free to re-roll one component of your choice. So, gentlemen, is there any... Ooh. Do, we can we can re-roll any component. We can re-roll genre, we can re-roll our tone, or our, manda- our demographic.
1: I say genre. I, I would love something a little bit more specific than... I mean, I guess teen comedy is specific. Like I say we let our comedy. guests
2: choose. Yeah, no, I'm down to re-roll genre. Uh, I, as, right. as a non-teen, uh, I fear <laughs> how... Uh, Condescending, I would be to the
1: teens, pandering. <laughs> right, so they're, they're a very sensitive audience. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, I'm re-rolling the genre, and we got sci-fi. So all right,
1: let's sci-fi. sci-fi. sci-fi.
0: You know what? Happy to gloomy.
2: I'm still gonna make it a little teeny. I don't know.
1: <laughs> it's it's well, sci-fi with teens. It, it is for twelve it to seventeen year old boys. There you
0: yeah, go. It is for twelve to seventeen year old boys. So
1: do we do right. we want to roll another mandate just to have one, Seth? I feel like that. I feel I like mean, that'd be fun. Look.
0: I don't write. I don't make the rules. I, I I do. This is our podcast. So yes, let's re-roll. It's going to mandate. Studio wants a PG-13 rating. Guys, we couldn't. This oh, is like. That's easy. Yeah. This is 17. one of the. This is almost h- more difficult because this assignment suddenly makes a little more sense. It's, it's so broad.
2: Yeah. They literally just want us to make a mainstream film. <laughs> yeah. However. <laughs> just make a movie that will sell. That's what they're saying. I get it.
0: Which is, yeah, which again is just a standard assignment from a studio. Like, literally, yeah. it's like, make us write us a movie that will make money. Make so it if, any- if,
2: if it's 2021 and we actually get the assignment from the studio to make a sci fi PG 13 movie for boys age 15 to 17, That's happy we're going to need me. to license an IP.
0: We're going to do license IP, I or <laughs> I we need to cast the living hell out of it yeah. and put it on Netflix. But even then, it probably needs to be an IP. You know who now. the teens it's- love?
2: Chris Pratt. They do love the Pratt. They, they love do the Pratt. love the Pratt, <laughs> especially as Mario. Real quick, they love let the Pratt me, uh... and they
0: love the Holland. They love Pratt and Holland. I well, found. as long as there's
2: a Chris in there somewhere, <laughs> I'll take. Yeah. I'll take I'll take CGI Christopher Plummer. I don't care. As long as it's a Chris.
0: (laughs) That's what, and the the teens would probably agree with you. That's what they all say. (laughs) They all love the (laughs) CGI Christopher
1: Plummer. Wait, is it Christopher Plummer? Did he die? He did, sadly. Oh, that's so sad. I didn't know that. That was last year. That's right. Yeah.
2: Okay. Starting it off somber. You know what? You know what I just did? I took it from cheery to gloomy Happy. right at the end. You
0: did. Happy to gloomy. We did it. All we need to do is bring up the death of a beloved star at the I end. I feel like or we're going to get him. in and out of
2: here in five minutes, baby. We are. We need an hour to write this puppy.
0: So we just, we hire Chris Pratt and then we kill him at the end, but literally yeah. kill Chris Pratt. We don't actually kill the character. <laughs> yes. we, yeah, that's <laughs> what makes it
2: so sci-fi is that we, it's, it breaks the fourth wall it's a yes. movie about about it's a movie about making a movie with chris pratt where the movie kills actual chris pratt no, so it's basically like a
0: charlie kaufman film about
2: <laughs> 14 yeah, <bullets>. about what, <laughs> you know what you know what the title is you know what the title is guys
1: pratt falls good sweet god good, sweet lord falls.
0: All right, I'm, our film is called right, Pratt thank Falls. Thank you for thank you for. <laughs> Did you say not good. To... Did you say not
2: good? <laughs> God, I'm good.
0: Oh, I you but were like, like, but your comment also like just, applies. <laughs> just turning on yourself audibly. <laughs>
1: I started turned on myself. Okay, um, we got star power for sure. I think that's probably we, good. I, I
2: don't know how this podcast works. Do we ever use an eraser? Because I feel like the eraser is needed for a lot of the stuff <laughs> we've already established. Oh, we erase. we really about the killing of Chris Pratt? No, <laughs> we're not. No, okay, no, no, no. Okay.
0: Nothing sticks. Nothing sticks until it, until you will feel it's like a standard writer's room. We'll feel All it right, in the okay. room when something's
1: right. really
2: stuck. Okay. Definitely. I feel like it's a little mean-spirited to actually kill
1: Chris Pratt, but
0: No, I don't want to kill Chris Pratt. That's <laughs> yeah. that's not that's not necessary. No,
1: Twitter did that enough last week. Hey. So, um. so
0: what do we do? Do we look at comps? Like are we do we really want to do we we can we can we have the authority to license an IP here in this world.
2: Do we want to do that or do we want to actually try and write something original? Let's let's go original. I I mean, I was be, being mostly tongue in cheek when I said that because the studios, you know, they don't know how true, to make though. a sci-fi movie that's an original concept anymore. But we 100%. do. We do, we do, we do,
0: and you know, you know which ones that we know how to make. We know how to make. Let's see, Edge of Tomorrow, not super recent, but a really good example of original sci-fi <laughs> that made no money but was absolutely spectacular. What are some of your faves, Jeff? Like, what, what, what? Like sci-fi? I mean, I love a time late- travel
2: movie. I love a. Um, yeah. I, I, I like I like hard sci-fi. I like real, you know, where we're talking about interesting, deep concepts uh, that really uh, mess with your brain. You know, I like your. I like your pie. I like your. Um, uh, I'm I'm into the foundation lately. I mean, I love those books. But I haven't uh, watched
0: it yet. I hear it's yeah, is I it great?
2: It. It's pretty good. I mean, I was very skeptical because I I love the books, but um, it's not 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 shabby so far.
0: Not shabby. Not shabby. Uh, we're la- Ryan and I are smirking because we got assigned hard sci-fi one one week and mm. it didn't go great, we, Jeff. We, it was we, okay.
1: We didn't have a very firm grasp on what hard sci-fi actually meant. Yeah, we thought like, oh yeah, it's like a uh, Blade Runner kind of like, and it's like, oh no, this is uh, sci-fi based in like science Reality. and fact. Yeah, in um, science. Uh, this, it's we like thought it meant just fact, fact, go hard basically.
0: into. <laughs> go yeah, we hard. thought it just meant tonally hard, like Blade <laughs> just, Runner. We just went just Blade no Runner. One smiles
1: in it, just like yeah, hard exactly. sci-fi.
2: <laughs> no mirth.
0: <laughs> so. Oh man! So we asked kindly. Asked that if you listen, never listen to old episodes. We you not listen to the hard sci-fi
2: episode well, now, now? That's the one I s- want to listen to first.
0: <laughs> well, good God! Um, yeah. uh, foundation pie. <laughs> my notes are terrible. Pratt Falls pie. Foundation. They make no
2: sense. I mean, Pratt Falls pretty good. Pratt Falls. All right. Is what, what, good. I mean, I, I yeah, always, I, mean, I always love a good time travel story. I, but I okay. What? Are, what are the sci-fi conferences? We can, we can talk about like intergalactic. First contact is always good. First contact with aliens. Yeah. That's a good sci-fi yeah. premise.
1: Um, Especially, I mean, I mean, to to me, I first thing I think of when I think of the target audience, the PG-13 rating, is just like making, sh- like maybe making uh, a teen the protagonist just to have a point of view of that mm, person. Yeah, like, and yeah. I think of you know, there's those sci-fi. Uh, what is it like?
0: Uh, well, you have teen, or you have like the teen twenties. Like, because like by that I mean like. Someone who's clearly in their twenties, nearing their thirties, but yes. they they tend to play teens or they are yeah. just too old to play a teen, like mm. Ben Affleck and Liv Tyler were in Armageddon. Right.
1: Clearly uh, older than what I mean, they're supposed to be playing.
0: Man, if this were the nineties, we could just churn one of these out so easily, because that was back when we had like Independence Day, Armageddon, yet any kind of like sci-fi movie, PG thirteen sci-fi movie could come out and we'd we'd be there. Like
2: uh, what, about a t- what about a teen who realizes his parents are robots, and that movie's called "Raised by
1: Robots"? <laughs> robots. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, only uh. pronouncing it that way now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, is that, um, is that the Stil- the Spielberg movie AI? I forget anything that happened in that movie, but it's, no, I think it, it's, it's the other that, way around. The he's realizing are he's a, a robot. robot. Yeah, he's robot. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets um,
0: he gets very quickly rejected uh yeah. by his parents and it's super sad and, I mean, then, it, we and then the movie's not over
1: happy but we blue. got
2: we've got we've got like first contact we've got uh artificial intelligence these are all hot hot right now with the with the teens <laughs> yeah.
3: we can we yeah. can
2: we can go um you know averting uh global calamity you know we got we got potential yes. uh disaster those are still hanging change. on yeah,
0: and those are still hanging on, hanging on tight. We got like, I mean, the the, the one with the rock wasn't very, wasn't much too long ago. wasn't gonna it? have the, uh, to be
2: more specific. I think he's the done one done with the rock, guys. It's just yeah. called
0: the one with the rock. The one with the Pacific, uh, not Pacific Rim. It's the uh,
2: didn't he, he did the one he with did a, the, an earthquakey one, and he did that uh, one. That one. He's done multiple. Wasn't of them.
1: that? Uh, the: uh, No, he did the uh, uh, rampage. The uh, right. They're all Rampage the same was to me. One too, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you've uh, got the, Geostorm as well. Geostorm. Yeah.
0: Geostorm. That's the not the rock, but it may as well should be. Yeah, um, I don't know.
1: Uh oh. There's so many ways we oh, can it's go. Okay. With. I'll come
0: back. All okay.
1: Right. <laughs> he always comes back. <laughs> I mean, I like uh, oh, I, I like a good alien
2: alien story about aliens. About, you know, first contact or meeting an alien civilization for
1: the first time. Uh that's fun. I'd say, let's just put, let's just put, let's do aliens. Let's just make it aliens. Yeah. But like, um, should not, we do
2: aliens? Aliens on earth or aliens? aliens. Yeah. Feel, okay. Yeah. I feel like not, you know, not horror aliens, not, not, not aliens that want to murder us, but like actually dealing with a a new civilization that we've discovered, our new, uh new uh, intelligent life form. What do you think about that? You know,
0: so- yeah, I you know something we jo- we 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 played with and then kind of veered away from. On another episode, uh, <laughs> we neared a like Twilight with aliens kind of premise. The idea of like mm-hmm. instead of the, instead of the vampire like the falling in love with uh alien, which is kind of like that show Roswell from back, uh, uh in the nineties. Uh, I don't know if you remember that show. I'm trying to. I'm just thinking about our teen audience, and I wonder how hard mm-hmm. you can go. Basically, oh, yeah. how far out in space can you go without... Before while the still teens keeping. Won't come with you? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. How far out will they go? <laughs> exactly.
2: Gotcha. Um, yeah. No, I think you're right. I think it's got to it's be a more uh, domestic story for the teens. They don't understand. Maybe it takes place <laughs> in a mall... <laughs> you know, <from> the teen's <laughs> I love. love
0: how much we know about teen culture. It takes place in a mall and what well, could we do something? I mean, you don't want to be a downer about the pandemic, but I think one thing that is interesting is how teens are like, am I so I have a 13 year old son who's now probably oh. going to be the focus group. You should be uh, taking today. lead on this, this <laughs> pitch. Well, he's, he's, I, I don't know how qualified I am because I mean, when he, he's going to be our focus group today. Now that this is who we got. And, when you talk to him, you'll find that he's, he's a super smart kid. And I don't know how well he represents the, the overall general, de- his overall. General demographic. He's saying your kid
2: is so much a genius yeah. that he yeah. does yeah. not represent he's, his age group. He's so superior to all the other kids. This yeah. is how you talk about your kid in public. I looking like a true parent. I like that. <laughs>
0: um, he guys, he's I'm just a- <laughs> such a good kid. I don't know if he'll represent his demographic, uh, <laughs> But I will say this. There's opportunity to like maybe process the pandemic through like this kind of like fictional narrative, like in some way. I only know what I mean by that in like an abstract, like vague. I'm
2: so I'm so tempted to tell you an idea that I already have, but I I feel like that's not the spirit of this podcast. That
0: happens it happens. no, it happens every week. (laughs) Actually it does help if, if you're willing to tell it, it does help process and get us like and get stuff out. Yeah. We do that every week. I almost always will refer to an idea that I'm that I'm working on outside of this.
2: I'd rather I'd rather come up I'd rather come up with something organically with you guys instead of imposing an RV yeah. I've already been working on. But I do something think that there is a, absolutely a possibility of processing the pandemic and the isolation of that through a sci-fi idea. I think that is
0: Ooh, isolation's the right word.
1: Yeah. Especially something that is as more abstract and subtle and not so in your face like so many pandemic era, you know, kind of things right. that we've seen so far.
0: Like a lot of stories that you have, where like say you have like a character who's in isolation and they're told like don't take your mask off, don't go outside or don't whatever. It's normally like a story of like uh, of of a character like coming of age and 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 taking a chance and taking the mask off out in the real world and like. Mm-hmm. realizing, you know, like uh, divorcing themselves from like the rule of their parents or the rule of whoever is like in charge of them or keeping them trapped up. And we don't mm-hmm. want to tell that kind of story because that's dangerous right now. Thematically, you want to tell a story to where like people telling you to keep your mask on should be listened to people telling you mm. to like be safe and considerate of others in this way should be listened to. And that's, I, has anyone told a story that way where it's like stories that are of are of isolation Or like a lot of sci-fi movies where people have gas masks on and are told not to take them off, the they end up the 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 transformation of the character ends up being ending with them taking the mask off as like a a, an act of risk. But like I'd love to try and figure out how to tell a story like that where it's not where like keeping them. I I don't at the wow I got cheesy real fast, but keeping the mask on is the (laughs) heroic Mm -hmm. move. Well, that's probably bad, though.
2: And there's something interesting about that. I mean, trying to get to a place of selflessness and uh, thinking of others. I mean, I'm 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 pro that notion, <laughs> and would love to. What if you were? What if
0: you were anti that notion? There's plenty <laughs> like of people on who this are. podcast outwardly.
2: <laughs> no. Plenty of people who are, and plenty of people who just advertise it. Plenty of people that are making money just Ugh, because they're such dicks. <laughs> anyway sorry um, can you think of
0: how rich we'd be if we were just dicks ryan okay. <laughs> yeah oh man um, too bad we're so great
1: yeah <laughs> not as great as your kid though let's be honest
0: <laughs> not as great as my kid let me tell you yeah. Ooh boy
1: yeah um, no that's really interesting and i feel like something this might be uh, aside from that point but uh trying to put myself in my teenage uh body watching these like big, uh, something I liked in these like big blockbusters, at least with characters that maybe had kids or teenagers or young adults sort of uh, as the protagonist is that idea of, especially in sci-fi is like, like exploring or making a big discovery and sort of, you know, like a a super eight kind of thing where this group of kids made a discovery together and they share that secret, uh, you know, with them and they're trying and they go on this journey and they have to, they take on this thing that's much bigger than them um, as kids or teens. That's that's a
0: great point. I I will though throw at that. The first thing I think of is uh, a really smart exec I worked with once told me, and maybe, maybe you guys can disagree with this, but they, they said like the thing about like (laughs) teen, like every kid wants to watch something for the age group older than them. Like, mm, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. totally. So like super eight, like that, like back in the eighties when those movies were made, like it was like kids that wanted to see those movies, even if they start teenagers and in like, and right. so thinking about it, it's like, I feel like that's You're why totally I kind of right. lean towards like the 20 year olds, you know, it's like the teenagers want to see the movie with either the older teen or the like 20 year old in it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, almost like the target audience, twelve to seventeen, would be like a rated R movie because that's the, what the kids want to see, uh, I mean, or the yeah. the the uh, at least like a fifteen year old me is like, oh yeah, I want to go see that rated R movie.
0: The thing that's going to want to make every twelve to seventeen year old boy go see a movie is to put Deadpool in it. And unfortunately, that's like <laughs> that's the thing that's going to make them all either put Deadpool or Tom Holland or Chris Pratt, uh, <laughs> and they're there. So like we, I mean, Chris Pratt just made a movie, a sci-fi movie that wasn't an IP. So like
1: what? Oh, yeah. What was the, the Amazon one? Uh, yeah. The Micah. Why am, I, um, why am I losing the name? Yeah. Of
0: this? Tomorrow War.
1: Tomorrow War. Yes. Prattfall. Uh,
0: Tomorrow War. Pratt <laughs> <Brad> Fall. <laughs> 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 uh,
1: happy but gloomy. Pratt Fall. <laughs> so yeah, dude, like. I don't know. I, these are always tough when we don't get the mandate because it's like we are completely creating it from scratch.
0: Yeah. So, well, uh, to give you the update, Jeff, like halfway at some point in the episode, like based on a random timer, we will get, we, we could get a wild card mandate from the studio. And normally okay. we get those and they help. When, when times like this, <laughs> they will help us, like, uh, uh, especially if they can give us the plot. Yeah. But they'll help us like focus. <laughs> yeah, and hold that's an idea. the hard
1: sci-fi episode. We got the plot from it. Uh, we literally <laughs> got the plot in the wild card.
0: Uh, so there is still hope here. Okay. Uh, what are we feeling so far that we've talked about?
1: I'd see. I like, I like the idea of, of tying in sort of a subtle nod to like, uh, the pandemic, but for that, because the idea is so, um, abstract i'm having a hard time with it um, well
0: that's why the word isolation i really st- stuck to because i feel like that's a word we can we can externalize that we can make that into totally. something we can come up with a million a million scenarios around the word isolation or concept so like well let's talk about like setting maybe that'll help us rein it in like do we want this on earth did we talked about it being domestic like about not being able to go too far out into space but if the people are pretty enough, you can put them on a spaceship. <laughs> <laughs> the most cynical thing I've ever said.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could, do, you could do fish out of water in a number of different directions. You could do uh, a kid a fish out of water in, in, you know, in space, in an alien world. You could do the other direction where we're still on Earth and something is invading our space, our planet.
1: I don't know. I, c- I kind of like Earth. Bringing aliens. <laughs> yeah, I could take me
2: a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> sorry
1: i just love
0: out of context i don't know i kind of like earth <laughs>
1: Less, and less. Uh, i like the idea of aliens coming to earth personally mm-hmm. uh, uh but i also know like with our t- with our tone being happy then gloomy i'm like uh in my head i'm like isolation story it's like um uh we what about a,
2: what about a kid who uh is convinced the new kid in school is an alien
0: <laughs> okay. I don't know. And has legi- has enough evidence to like believe it, but not enough yeah. to prove it. Right. That's actually fantastic. And, a, and, a new, and the new kid and, like, he, and the new kid
2: like is an alien.
0: Like, and they, legit, are, yeah, is they straight alien. up are. <laughs> yeah. Do we know? Like, is it one of those things where like like are they messing with them or is it a thing where we know because we're being given the point of view f- from both characters? Or is it a thing where the audience can go in and out of
2: knowing feeling know. confident. Yeah. That's interesting. I always like that. I'm sure of one thing. And then I'm sure of the opposite thing. I like that in a screenplay. It's fun. But I also, uh, there's also a benefit to literally us ahead of our main character and knowing that it's an alien and uh, you know, seeing the whole uh, crash landing or landing or depositing or whatever. And then the, walking you know walking into school and mimicking the, the kids and,
1: and <laughs> yeah
2: we see it more okay into so
0: what's, a humanoid body <laughs> what's the aliens uh motive okay because first thing I think of is like a buzz and woody dynamic of like everyone thinks that everyone loves the alien everyone thinks the alien is like super cool and and the main character is like the guys you don't understand he's and I you want them to be in a place where they are afraid to say out loud that the person's an alien, because you don't want to. You don't want to go on Dude, record as are, having said something are,
1: stupid. The protagonist is alienated because of how they feel. Because <laughs> of what they know. Brought, brought, so. <laughs> I
2: wonder if there's a way to do this premise. That, I mean, because my brain immediately goes to a lot of terrible ideas and terrible Teen movies. Comedies. Yeah, they, like terrible, they like do goof, goofball stuff, which is fine. We can go that direction. But I wonder if there's a way to do this concept that's legit cool. That's like a cool take on. And I, I don't know what the hook is as far as like what the alien wants or why it's there. But is there a version of. Alien at school—that isn't the worst version that you, <laughs> you picture in your head. Where like, aliens good at sports and like, yeah, Teen Wolf, but aliens. I, you know, I, I'm <laughs> yes. trying to avoid going down that road. But.
0: <laughs> what a great like comp, a- yeah. <laughs>
2: Also, uh, now, like, I can curse on this show. I apologize for dropping. Yeah, F-words. you totally can. No, you yeah, totally can. Yeah. We,
0: well, we, we bleep F words, but everything else stays. All right. Sorry. Um, <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It's actually funnier when it's bleeped. So you're, you're great. Like <laughs> you're not committing a single sin. We, we both, <laughs> oh, was well. uh, the, uh, you're just, you're just polluting my, my son's brain when he comes on the show. That's it. So <laughs> but he's so great. His Perfect. It's brain. So his perfect <laughs> brain. Not after uh, I'm done with it. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jeff. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> I think, uh, the, Oh God, what was I going to say? I actually like your idea of, of trying to do it in a legitimate way. And I wonder, okay, I'll throw an old idea of mine at you. Um, I had, I had an idea a long time ago about a guy, about an alien, uh, sent to earth as like the scout alien to like, yeah, it was more of a goofy comedy, not goofy comedy, but it was, I actually pitched it as a Lego short. And yeah. it was all about like an alien sent to pose as a human, and the alien ends up becoming like super buddy buddy and friends with uh humans and immediately loves human culture. I imagine it, like a Will Forte kind of voice as this character, and he's like, and he's literally like a human with like an alien Lego head, like not at all <laughs> <feeling> <laughs> anyone. That's and funny, anyone and he's like and he's like immediately loves human culture and earth culture and then just forgets his assignment and it like cuts to like a year later and suddenly he realizes oh my god my older brother and all of his friends are coming and they're gonna <laughs> destroy and they're gonna like i'm supposed to have built up an army oh, that's funny. So he can so he that's convinces funny. his friends to pretend that they are that like just follow me just riff with me uh I'm an alien and all my family is coming and they're going to murder everyone, but we're going to pretend we're the army to help them we're gonna and we're going to try to change them from the inside. Anyway, go. And that That's was kind of the rough premise. Uh, I wonder if you could treat, if you could take this idea of like where you have two protagonists, the human whose life is kind of, either they're aware that this person is an alien and there's like conflict there or it's there's actually like a friendship that forms there. and And the idea of the alien that is like, now now it's like well I was sent here actually for nefarious purposes but now I absolutely don't want those things to happen if, and so I don't know what to do now.
1: Yeah, I mean if if the alien sort of loves being a human but they know that they can't reveal that they're an alien because that would ruin it and there's a human that knows it's an alien and they're like finally like somebody knows like they have made a friend but they have we- to stop like a like especially cuz I feel like it needs to ramp up to like A big third act like set piece where the aliens actually arrive because it's a, it's a sci-fi movie for teen boys. (laughs) I mean, what's funny
2: about your idea is that the alien forgets, like, it gets so into just being a human that they forget that that's why they were sent. And then one day they're like, "Oh no!" And they look at the clock and they're like, oh "The the invasion is scheduled for Tuesday." Shit, that's funny. But it made me think of something else, which is, what if the alien isn't another student? It's the teacher. What if it's my teacher is an alien and you have some sort of like
0: the
1: title? Yeah. Well, there's a book (laughs) called teacher
0: from the black lagoon. That is, that's, that's similar that I remember reading growing up and my kids have read, but keep going, Jeff. I want to hear what you're reading. Maybe I'm,
2: maybe I'm ripping that off without knowing about it, but um, no, no, you're not. It's different. I guarantee you. What if the, the, it's sort of a last starfighter situation where the teacher was sent to earth to like cultivate the best student to be recruited into alien, uh, intergalactic something or other. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the this, only this thing I worry about that is the
0: weird, is the creepiness of the teacher-student <laughs> extracurricular relationship. Like, and may, maybe maybe that tension is good, and we can like work from that. But right. there's just that's a different and, thing. I feel like it's a different thing now. The like and, hanging and out I with the teacher after
1: class. And right. I love the idea of the of kids in teen movies where they're like, we need to recruit a teenager for our It's always like well, I mean I there's lots of the capable alien... adults.
0: <laughs> so well what would the what would the benefit of being a teacher be? Like where would uh either well I I asked that question from like the perspective of the aliens, like why do they want a teen?
2: And well, I mean just to play this out, they yeah. They want a young, malleable mind and a a kid at the sort of the the height or precipice of their physical usefulness, right? You want to have coming into the state where you'd be most, you know, your prime, your prime, um, genetically, right? And you also uh, are in in a position to both judge the children as far as their capacity to learn and also implant ideas in their head as needed to sort of seed Ooh, your plan, right? You're, you're a teacher because that's how you nurture the ideas necessary to, you know, you're sort of testing yeah. the, the, um, testing the responsiveness to the kids as far as, you know, what, what is needed. Wasn't,
0: wasn't there a movie about with Ian McKellen about a guy I like, I feel like it was Ian McKellen Act about, pupil. Uh, Apt pupil, where he was a Nazi and he was mentoring yeah. that boy, that
2: kid. Yeah, yeah. That's I don't, I never saw movie. it.
0: Yeah, oh, it is Brand I never saw it, but it, it feels similar. The idea that it would like start as like this, this like really healthy mentorship or something, and then you, it, you realize it's. Are you talking like you, the, the the alien is? Is the alien trying to recruit the kid for good purposes, or are they trying to recruit the kid? Are they are they brainwashing the kid?
2: I mean, maybe. I was in my head thinking it was it was Last Starfighter like good purposes. Oh, but Last the, Starfighter, you know, yeah. It does maybe, feel nefarious.
1: Maybe it could be sort of a mix between the two, where it's it's it begins as nefarious reasons to recruit him for this you know evil alien army or whatever, and then he realizes like maybe I mean, we're also just fucking talking about alien Harry Potter right now. <laughs> <laughs> what that is oh, we're just, we're just we just invented alien harry potter i'm actually getting a fax from the studio uh right now <laughs> give me one oh, second
0: man. yeah they faxed the wild card you go back in time for that I've actually you know, got it technology here, so in la is all up to date
1: no i I'm, yeah i've actually got it here okay it's come through interesting so the Stay studio nice. would like to hear concepts for multiple sequels as well oh god good uh, god I can't come up with so. one it's got one worse three so it looks like uh we're making a trilogy of some sort or a saga. <laughs> Alright.
0: Um, right. Okay. So so, really it's gotta be real good to want a second one. And
2: yeah. <laughs> right. I don't know. We've we've gotten so far down this road, and I'm not sure it's a good road. Um
0: Well, we've got some good We've got some good ideas here. We've got some good premises. Like I do like the idea of an alien among
1: us and I don't uh, know. I kind of, the I, The idea of the teacher, I think, is kind of interesting, only in that it's it feels a little bit more unique than if we did do it like a school comedy kind of thing or like you know action comedy, yeah, whatever. It does that is. feel unique. I unique. I would
0: argue the Starfighter last Starfighter version though. I worry it relies on that, then relies on a whole lot of world building that we may not have time for today in yeah, order to mo- make us three movies. care. Three movies, though. You <laughs> yeah, are right. Three movies, baby. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess I'm like, but I'm like, how now we got to make an uh, we have to make an well, interstellar world like
1: what yeah. if what that if we is sort interesting of
0: interesting f- and stands alone that we haven't heard of seen before. But I, the nefarious version for me is really interesting. If there's a way to make it,
1: oh, it's got to be happy, well, but and it ends gloomy, so why not? It ends, we have our Empire Strikes Back as the first movie, you know, where well, it, it becomes dark hero ending. and
0: villain by the oh, yeah. yeah, go, Jeff.
2: I think I might have something.
1: What if it's not my hero's an alien?
2: What if or my teacher's an alien? What if it's my teacher's a time traveler? And the time traveler knows that something's... Gonna, I mean, it's it's a little bit fucking Terminator, but it, 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 the, <laughs> the, the time traveler knows that something's going to happen when this kid is certain age, but doesn't know that... But this kid isn't the one that does it. They're trying to like go back and recruit... They're trying to recruit John Connor instead of prevent John Connor, they're trying to create John Connor, right? It's a, it's, it's, um, a situation where my teachers, uh, a time traveler movie. One, we get the, we get the origin story of the, the hero as manipulated by the time traveler movie two, we travel into the future and the teen has to team up with an older version of himself or herself. Let's make it a girl. Herself. Yeah. Uh, and then movie three, we come back. I don't know. I'm, I'm just... <laughs> I mean,
0: um, there's something there. What w- i tell you something that excited me, though, is that... <laughs> it's everything up until you pitched your idea. And, and that's not what I meant <laughs> to say, but I'm realizing is what it's going to sound like. Is when you said, instead of my teacher is the alien, what if it's instead the teacher is the protagonist and the kid...
1: I got kind I of excited by something said, of like. What? I don't think that's what he said, but. That's okay. It's all right. It is. No, that's that's what I'm Whatever. saying.
0: <laughs> I'm, that's why I said literally what I liked was. <laughs> was everything up until promise.
1: you started talking.
0: Yeah, everything yeah. up until you started saying an idea. So that's why I yeah, regret at all even so wait, starting so the. That, uh,
2: you're saying the teacher's the protagonist made you excited. Why?
0: But teacher's the protagonist, the idea of. Because we were talking about. Maybe I'm stuck on the nefarious. Like maybe I'm stuck in a, in a bad way of like really liking the idea of like this mentorship relationship where one of them is teetering toward becoming a villain and then actually becoming a villain by the end of it. But uh, where we were talking before about the alien being like this mentor, I mean the teacher being an alien and being a mentor figure. Uh, what if instead like it, the teacher was the one who suspected, we kind of go back to our original idea of like the teach, but it, instead of another student thinking this other student is an alien, it's a teacher who thinks this one student there's something weird about them and that they're an alien and you make it have kind of a horror slant, but then I don't know how that's franchisable into two more. This is a hard episode guys.
1: (laughs) This is probably one of our hardest episodes, which is great. Um, (laughs) um, Here's what I'll say too. After that, I, the thing that, that makes me, especially now that we have a wild card about it needing to be, you know, have sequel pitches as well. It makes me want to reframe the entire pitch as sort of like here's the three movies. A very like uh, we've got. About, I did like your idea
0: of being like we're present day in movie one, future movie two, and then like weird third act of Back to the Future part th- uh, part two, yeah. like in in a, in a, in movie three. Like I like <laughs> yeah. that yeah. structure and, a lot. That was and cool.
1: Thinking thinking about our tone needing to be happy and then end gloomy. To me, mm. like even if we did like an evil protagonist um, or someone who is supposed to be evil, but they turn good at the end, but maybe they're too late and it ends on a, on a sad note and the mm. the aliens or whoever wins the first movie and the second movie is fixed or is spent trying to fix the problem that was created in the first film. I know we're, I'm kind of thinking more episodic now uh, where yeah. it's well, That's okay. to okay. have, have, have a good standalone first movie, but. Uh, it actually
0: makes it more, teen, more teeny in my mind now because now I'm thinking of like the Maze Runner movies and Twilight movies and the idea of everything having like its own book, its own like installment. It's like there's we know there's two more in this series.
2: I mean, I, another thing that, that you're, you know, the sort of back to the future structure uh, made me think of I- if we go back to the teacher thing is, is there anything to the notion of movie one alien teacher, human student? Movie 2 alien teacher takes human student to their planet to teach the aliens human teacher <laughs> alien students.
1: <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> and then movie 3 all the students together doing something. Students teaching <laughs> the
1: Fighting one wars. teacher <laughs> saving saving
2: the galaxy, you know.
0: Teaching the ones to, to, to teacher. You know what I uh, okay so something I don't want to get Caught up on uh, on Star Wars discourse, but I will say uh, this reminds me of like a thing that I was really excited by by the at the end of Last Jedi was Jeff. You love the Last
1: Jedi, right? I do.
2: I do. I think it's okay. the oh, you do. Good okay. of the, Jeff, the trilogy.
0: Welcome, Jeff. Welcome home. <laughs> yeah. I love Last Jedi. <laughs> I and think I, it's, I think
2: it's the best Star Wars movie. Frankly, I really do.
0: It's my it's it's my favorite. Um, yeah. and I think that. And I love it for all of its countercultural counter nostalgia. I love I love it purely yeah, f- for its cu- for its counter nostalgia. Yeah, that's and, what I wanted when so, I
2: was a kid. I mean, we don't need to get into this rant, but that's what I wanted when I was a kid. Is I want to be able to be a Jedi. I don't want to have to have anything magical in my blood to be a Jedi. Just anybody can if you try hard yes. enough.
0: And one thing I loved is that that I, I was really bummed that didn't get that didn't get played out in the third one, is that or whatever number like you get it, Men, Rise of Skywalker is that by the end of last jedi it firmly planted it like explored an alliance between uh ray and kylo ren but then firmly planted them both on opposite sides and got rid of any heroes and any villains it got rid of like any like mentor heroes and got rid of any mentor villains uh, by the end of it to where it set, up, that set the stage for a third movie where there was one hero and one villain and they were pitted against each other and they were bonded in a way to where I, I just, I, I was bummed that Kylo Ren was not the bad guy in the third one well, I and Ray was not the protagonist. The, the,
2: thir- the third movie should have been, I mean, I think it was clearly being set up to a Emperor-Luke-Vader situation or, you know, that kind of situation yeah. with flipped So it's the evil Luke with Leia as the good emperor and that kind of that showdown happening again, where it's the, the, the daughter or the, I guess not emperor, but she'd be the Vader in this situation. Uh, so that it's Kylo showing facing off against Leia and that same dynamic happening, but inverse. And just because, you know, I think, you know, obviously because we had the passing of, um,
0: yeah. Carrie Fisher.
2: Carrie Fisher. Yeah, that, that we, we obviously couldn't get there, but I think that would have been that beautiful because the only antagonistic relationship is between him and his mom, right? We get dad out mm-hmm. of the way in movie one, and it's this forced relationship with mom and son, and that's where that that's where that trilogy was going is like having that that showdown with Vader. You know, I can turn her. I can turn her to the dark side, and she has to turn him to the light side. Right. It's like it's the inverse of that showdown.
0: See, that's why I, I like this idea uh, what I would yeah, and what I'm, so what I where I was going Guys, with that. What was if the we idea made it of, a
1: Star Wars movie?
0: Nope. Nope. <laughs>
1: nope.
0: My whole my where I was going with it was like the idea of I like the idea of having two people that like two characters that are forming a bond and then over the course of three movies, like by the end of the second movie or by the end of the first movie, making them uh making them like opposing forces, making them protagonist and antagonist. Um, yeah. And I wonder if you'd, we go back to the two, maybe you can beat the teacher student relationship, or we go back to it being my wood camera. I'll come back on in a second, come back to being the two students. And could we play out a whole, like, it's not romantic. It's literally like a friendship between these two students. One of them is like concedes that they are an alien and not in a comical way, but in like a cool, mysterious, like we worked our way up to it over the course of the f- first half of the movie. And by the midpoint, it's like revealed and, and the idea of like a kind of a forbidden friendship. Well, I guess we explored this already, Ryan, didn't we in another one? But the idea of like a forbidden friendship thing, I don't know, just like a dynamic where we see them. The first well, movie is Luke, about a forbidden friendship. Yeah. Lucas. <laughs> yeah. Totally. <laughs> what if they're fish and what <laughs> if they, <laughs> yeah but then the idea is like but so then Luca 2 is about them becoming uh, becoming yeah becoming good guy bad guy Um, damn
2: damn. it's good though I mean I I, I, it's good
0: Um, I wouldn't say good
2: but
0: Luca was great. I'm just thinking <laughs> like over the course of three movies, like what is, what is like the human story by human? I just mean the character right. like journey we're telling, I feel like it needs to be about, I'm, I'm honing in on there being like two characters and it being centered on a relationship between the two of them in a larger world. But the main conflict is between the two of them as opposed to like, they're both good guys, and and one of them pulls them into a larger world. Because that larger world right now could just be anything. And I and until it's something specific, I'm not gonna care about it, if that makes sense. Like
2: what if two what if it's two kids and they they are convinced that aliens are among us? Are uh they they find evidence that there has been an alien crash landing in their small town and they go on a journey to find find the aliens i i, I like the no, idea of on. like i like that well i like the idea of, of movie one is are there aliens and movie two is literally like we're in the alien culture for the whole movie like we're we traveled there you know mm-hmm. i think that's the thing that i thought was so one of the great things about the back to the future franchise is like you have this whole first movie which is great but it's so pedestrian compared to the grandness of movie two. And the movie two is such a fulfillment of the promise of movie one. It's like all of the things that you fantasized about in movie one happen in movie two. It's like the coolest thing. And I, I love that for like a structure of a trilogy. If you go, it's all about like, are there aliens? Are there aliens? Are there aliens? At the end is fuck. Yeah, there's aliens. And guess what? We're going, you know, and like movie two is, what if, 300 million dollar alien
1: movie you know it's like it's it, it I, I think
2: that would be awesome
1: i kind of love that especially if even if it ended with without instead of hey we're going if it's they get like sucked up into a ship and it plays as like a scary sort of cliffhanger close encounters and, type yeah 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 and then like the second movie starts with them having to break out of this alien you know prison or something and like figure out like I'm I'm just thinking about the gloomy tone now, like I have to end it. Oh, and they get taken away and then but oh but you Oh
0: oh my god, they get taken away. So if it's a teacher oh my god, if it's a teacher and a kid and the teacher's the alien, teacher gets taken away. If it's a kid and a kid, kid's an alien, kid gets taken away. Whatever we'd land on. But it ends kind of gloomy, but then with something that tells us that kid's going to go break that other, that alien out. Like in that, the next movie is going to be that kid with all the other kids in the class or in the whatever, like they've got a plan, they're going to go do it. It's yeah. like it's like the end of Fast Five or Fast Four or whatever, like where it ends with like them, you know, going to bust Toretto out of off the bus with Perd Happley reporting at the beginning of uh, Fast Five. <laughs> that's
1: right. That's if, right. If I mean, we, really,
2: we're really talking like Close Encounters for teens with a sequel.
1: Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I mean, Close Encounters. Close Encounters is
2: like, you know, I know there's aliens. I know there's yeah. aliens. I know it. And it's something. We, and something. And by the end of the movie, he's like you were right. There really are. And, you get to I also, go.
0: and I also really like the idea that of the alien being like one of them or amongst them, like legitimately, like not yeah. just mm-hmm. right. waiting on a ship to arrive.
1: Maybe they were, they were sent for a mission like a decade ago and they stayed and they're like, I'm going to stay. And maybe the, the alien's basically are coming to get... a
0: volunteer E.T.? Like an E.T.? A volunteer E.T.? Like, 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 and he... (laughs) uh, That's our title,
1: volunteer E.T.? (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, they, they, uh, (laughs) they stay, uh, and basically they, you know, break the, some sort of alien law by staying, and the aliens are coming back to get them. The whole movie, the, maybe the students have, they really like this teacher. They find out, uh, they're an alien, they're trying to make a plan to keep him on Earth, and they get taken by the end of the movie. It's very sad, but then the kids, you know, it ends with, like, what are we going to do now? And they're like, we're going to go get him, or whatever. <laughs> and then, uh, you know...
0: Something like that.
1: Movie number two, I think we it starts said- with, with their journey to space to to capture... And what then movie number, th- that the- movie number I mean, three is this huge, like, I don't. Know, I, intergalactic- I like breaking them
0: out of the government and having, and having it be... You could have it be breaking them out of the government facility in the second one. And it being about the the impending invasion or the actual invasion happening. And then the third one, we take them out to space and go nuts.
1: Okay. So you're saying like, so the. uh, It's called volunteer
0: ET3 go nuts.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Crazy go nuts. Nuts So so government taking this alien teacher as opposed to that's what i saw sorry i saw the one. government taking
0: him, <clears> and then so they bust him out of the
1: so the second one would be like still an earthbound like sort of sci-fi you know breakout but, and like yeah i guess thing. that
0: would it's it's not as it's a little Cause, i kind of I, I i like the other way better though where like we go full space in episode in episode two and then we come back in three yeah three it's always is refreshing sort of- to like come down in three in a three to like Back down to the ground after yeah. we try really crazy stuff in two.
1: Well, we can try really crazy stuff, and then the second movie, and then the third one. They can retcon all of those things um, and make it more of a, of a direct sequel to the first one, right, Seth?
0: One of the things I always
1: like oh, is when that was a Star yeah. Wars reference. <laughs> that was a Star Wars.
0: It took me a second. It took me a second. <laughs> you can just pretend the second one never happened and then do whatever you want <laughs> for the third, whatever the fans want, whatever the angry fans want.
2: Yeah. One of the things I always like. And, and this kind of is directly what we were talking about with Last Jedi is the, you know, rather than it being sort of some, some sort of chosen one or serendipity or whatever, it is literally a direct result of the ingenuity and cleverness of our hero. Like they figure it out. Like it was, if anybody could have done it. They did it because they worked hard enough and tried and were smart enough to make it happen. Um. So maybe there's some sort of like, Process, or I don't want to even use the word riddle, but some sort of puzzle thing that's happening on Earth, where the aliens—if you unlock it, if you figure it out, you will find the truth about the aliens, or you will find the alien. And I had this thought of like, what if, what if the alien we find is ourselves? Sorry, (laughs) it was us the whole time. Uh, (laughs) The alien we find is super old, and like the end of his tenure her tenure here on earth. And that's why the aliens are coming back to replace them. And we have the, uh, our, our, one of our two heroes sub in for the alien as like, you know, they were going to take the alien back and they, I don't know, I don't know. It's it's half baked, but they, they, you know, there's like a, and then the, by the end, the other one who didn't go is like, realizes that it's not a good thing to go to the alien situation. And now we got to go bust them out. I don't know, half baked, but. You hate it everybody hates it yeah.
1: no, no no I'm just I'm just trying you to you should of, never have like, invited me on this podcast my ideas are terrible it's almost okay. like people make this a lot of money doing do this is, and yeah. it, you can't just this do it is, in an hour that's what I've learned yeah <laughs> Yeah, dude. the uh, The good news is I'm actually really liking sort of the the bones of what we've come up with. The bad news is we have exactly one minute to finish the pitch oh, before okay. we okay. Uh, okay, here's my question
0: it. are we Are we teacher? Are we kid 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 teacher? Kid alien kid? I th- kid alien I think, teacher?
1: I think it's I think it's a few students that are humans and an alien right. teacher. My alien teacher, <laughs> <laughs> Matt. <My> alien. <laughs> Yeah. That's the franchise. It's called Matt. Oh god. The teacher's name is What have
0: we
2: done?
1: Jerry Palmer
2: and the Um,
0: Alien Stone, we'll call it. (laughs) (laughs) Jerry Palmer Uh, (laughs) and
2: Time to pitch your movie.
1: Yeah, this is definitely the least amount that we've ever had ready for a pitch, but I think we could I think we can BS our way to a full I'm Genuinely embarrassed about everything that's happened. I, <laughs> no. I, I, I feel
2: like you guys are like, we've all, we usually get a whole movie written in an hour and I'm like no, 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 uh,
1: no, Jeff. Again. You should you should listen to our hard sci-fi episode. You should Actually, listen to our hard please, sci-fi episode. Please guess, never I, listen to I, it. I, evidently, hard sci-fi
2: and soft sci-fi are your Achilles' heel. That's I mean, it's that
0: it's it's that it's broad. I think. I think the problem think, is that yeah. like we didn't get we didn't get any weird mandates here. Like normally we get like. It's 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 got to be a lifetime movie and it's got to be a hard R and we're like well that's going to be interesting and <laughs> yeah. we make it work or like it's just there weren't enough contradictory elements here all the
1: all the characters are animals like okay yeah. then we're doing a oh, sci-fi that's what it was lifetime and, and all the characters
0: are animals. Right now, but, I'm just worried yeah. we've got a very generic thing. So when we pitch, I say, let's just yes and everything, guys. When we pitch <laughs> just this, like – Just let it fly. You go, go as specific as you can, and we will yes and you, and we'll, we'll, we'll do it.
1: <laughs> oh, luckily, your uh, child is very smart. Yeah, uh, very yeah, smart. He's, gonna, he's, gonna he's so smart. Our plan is
0: what's going to happen. Guys, he's
2: so smart. He's so smart, guys. <laughs> You no, know the the greatest thing about this is that he's literally gonna come on screen now, right? You, you've you've yeah. you've done that thing in the movie where we spend the first two acts building up the
1: appearance of the character. This is Tartu. <laughs> We've done Tartu, you, and he
0: comes does, on. He's does like he, doesn't know words. He did forgets to know how to breathe
1: and, and dies. That, does he know he's gonna be on our show?
0: Yeah, I asked him, and he was like, yeah, okay.
1: I'm so. <laughs>
2: not knowing you guys before this my expectation is that seth is going to leave and come on dressed like a teen and try to pass <laughs> off that he's his do own son are you do teens like buscemi and 30 rock 100 i'm 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 my son i mean seth's son <laughs> <laughs> oh as the son
0: yeah That's so good
1: <laughs> as oh your own God. son right. <laughs> so let me go
0: get him i'll be right back
1: yeah. oh man <laughs>
0: It comes up, back guys? in a new outfit. <laughs> That's me. Your favorite teen. Hey buddy. <laughs>
1: oh, this is gonna be fun. <laughs> he
0: said I heard you talking about Star Wars. This better be good. Is a 13-year-old man who looks and sounds a lot like me, but more handsome and smarter. So smart. Guys, so smart. So Please smart. Please welcome Mr. Elliot Worley to the Riders Room Game Show.
1: Hello. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Elliot, we've got an incredible, not only movie, but with a trilogy of movies to pitch to you today. It's gonna to be a lot of fun, uh hopefully. <laughs> um and uh Elliot, I'm I'm not sure if you're uh your father co-host uh, Seth Worley has described to you what you're gonna be doing. Basically, we'll pitch you the idea. At the end, we're gonna ask you a few questions and um, ask you to rate this movie based on a point system that uh, apparently Hollywood is using the 40 point system now. But first off, we're gonna to describe to you our assignment because at the end, it's gonna come back into play when you rate it. Basically, we have a sci-fi movie the tone is, it's going to start happy, and then it's going to get gloomy at the end. The target audience is Boyd's age, 12 to 17, so uh you. yes. And yeah, uh, the studio mandate record. is it's going to be rated PG-13. Um, and we also should mention that the uh, we also are pitching a trilogy of movies. I think I mentioned that already. But uh, yes. anyways, um, Seth I'm is going to start the pitch.
0: I'm starting us off great. Elliot, our movie is going to be about... I don't know where to start with this one. Um, I'm very intrigued.
2: Imagine a student much like yourself. A student much like
0: yourself at a school, much like the school you go to and new at the school, his family just moved uh, to town. He's actually having to start midway through uh, the year. So like, you know, you go to school, you get to school midway through the year and you like, you don't know anybody. And this is me. You immediately take to like, there's, you have a teacher, STEM teacher, Right? Like, because that's, you really like your STEM teacher, right? He's cool. He is cool. Um, so imagine if that cool STEM teacher, if you found out, was an alien. Kay? I
4: wouldn't be surprised.
0: You, okay, great. <laughs> and imagine you had the similar reaction to where you were not surprised and were intrigued. And now you knew the secret about this teacher that you. Uh are see, quickly come to discover you're the only student who is aware of this of this. And yet you have a really you develop this really great relationship with this teacher. This teacher actually is a very cool like mentor, which I, I'm i pretty sure that mentorship kind of starts before you figure this out.
2: Yeah, you know, you know, one day after class, you know, you 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 are gonna show up and you you've been developing this relationship with this with this teacher, this mentorship, and you were gonna go in and show him something that you were working on that you had talked about, and you get to his Classroom a little bit early, and he's not there. And you maybe see something you weren't supposed to see. Maybe some some writing that's in a language that is uh, indecipherable. And Maybe you take you just take a little snapshot on your phone of that, and you take it home, and you try to figure out what this language is, and it doesn't map to any known language on earth. You're you're baffled by it. And little by little, you start to realize your teacher is an
1: alien. At which point you bring in your closest you you uh, you call up your best friend and you're like, dude, you're never gonna believe this, Mister uh, what's his name, uh, Mister Alien, Mister G, wait, what was it, Mister Alien, Mister Matt
0: Mister Mister Matt
1: but you so you get your best friend involved you and then basically. Why am I saying you, the protagonist?
0: <laughs> the whole film is actually told in second person omniscience. Yeah. So, by the way, somehow. you are being
1: played by Chris Pratt.
0: Yeah. Middle <laughs> school. Wait, I'm sorry. We're still sticking to that, even though he's in high school.
2: I got bad news yeah. to you for you about the third act.
0: He could have easily played the teacher, Jeff. But all right, let's go. Oh yeah, it. no,
1: you're right. You're right. <laughs> No yeah I like Chris Pratt as the teacher Tom Holland is the protagonist I was I was referencing um, our fourth wall breaking
2: idea with Chris yes. Pratt that's all when you were saying it's about you oh. it's you wasn't it you got the protagonist. And I love
1: yeah I love Chris Pratt just dressed up as a teenager like <laughs> with with actual teens Wait, are, are are you describing the uh, Dear Evan Hansen that's basically
0: what yeah. you are <laughs> right.
2: yeah. yeah Yeah no with yes, new okay. with new technology Chris Pratt is not playing the protagonist of the movie. He's actually playing you and everybody that that watches it. He's just playing them. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Uh,
1: (laughs) That was, that was, that was was, was overall. That was was too brilliant. (laughs) 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 Uh, Yeah. But so uh, our protagonist, they, they hit up their best friend. They tell him everything. Teacher's an alien. We need to investigate this. Um, They basically stay after class. Once the teacher leaves and start snooping through all of his things, trying to find some alien technology of some sort. And uh, then
2: they do. And then they do. They they sneak over to the, the teacher's house late at night and break into his garage. They know they shouldn't. It's a, it's it's If they get caught, they're going to get worse than grounded, worse than suspended. They'll probably get arrested. This is a criminal act breaking into the teacher's garage. But what they find in there is a spaceship, an alien spaceship. Like and they an take alien it for sports a, car? They take it for a joyride in space.
0: <laughs> what? They take the ship. Yes, exactly. They get in the ship and the reason they do this is because the cops show up r- like right as they discover it yeah and there's no way out and unfortunately one of these kids is already in huge trouble and is being threatened to be sent off to live with his grandparents and they don't want that they can't, they're kid the can't get the are the worst the grandparents are the worst your grandparents suck they suck they're the worst grandparents so they're,
2: they're both played by chris pratt and heavy, <laughs> chris heavy pratt prosthetic is- makeup
0: Chris Chris Pratt, Chris Pratt is going trying to win an Oscar here, so he's playing as many roles as he can to increase his chances of uh, being nominated. So now they get in the ship; it's the only way out of the house. There's no other way to yeah. get out of the house without getting arrested.
2: They just they just they just jump into it and push a, a random button. It's all alien uh, technology, all alien uh, language. They don't know what they're doing. They push a button
0: skyrockets them oh out yeah the they just meant to hide in it they just meant to hide in the ship yeah and then and then it, they accidentally turn the thing on and they go flying out and they they don't like to go into space maybe they get almost up to space kind of iron man style where they where yeah. they you know Lower they earth orbit
1: right in yeah. the atmosphere yeah
0: but they but mainly it's like flying all around the farmland but
2: it's confirmation of what they suspected now they know
0: so My they take
1: alien the, teacher
2: so they take, you know, they take the the ship back, uh, park it back in the garage, and the next day they're going to tell everyone. But when they do, yes, they nobody return believes it them.
0: Perfectly, they they yeah. navigate it back to the garage to where the teacher still does the know.
2: Return. It's like a Tesla It parks itself, alien technology. But no, but then the next day after they tell everybody, uh, there's actually even a, a, a few people that believe them, and they they arrive at the garage, and there's a scene where the garage door slowly opens. And what's inside? A 1997 A Toyota Corolla.
1: <laughs> no one believes them. No one believes them. But they did it. They experienced it. They went in the spaceship. At which point, they, they go back to their homes. It's like everything's normal, but they know the truth. They know what's, what's going on. They have to go back to school. And they go to his class, and they confront him. You're an alien. And what does he do? He admits it. Yes. He yes, says, I am.
0: He says, I'm teaching class right now. Can we talk about this <laughs> After class, and that's when they turn and realize, oh, yeah, the class is full of students. Uh, sure, we can talk about this right after class. So then they have to sit through class knowing their teacher's teacher is an alien and wait. Then, after class, Ryan, I'm sorry I interrupted the scene.
1: <laughs> after class. They say you're an alien. He actually admits it. And it turns out he was sent on a mission like a decade ago to come down to Earth to scout it out and to report back to these um, really evil alien overlords. But turns out he quite likes Earth. He likes uh, the food. He the, likes.
2: He's the only teacher in the history of Earth that actually likes their job. <laughs> <laughs> he's, been, he's been won over by the students and been awarded by the teacher association (laughs) despite all probability being a teacher was what changed his opinion of earth
1: he (laughs) loved the benefits he loved the salary Oh uh, yeah, hundred <laughs>
0: percent. There's so much to love because they've never, they've never had any other job. They don't
2: know anything to compare it to. No, he's been won over. He's been won over teaching these young minds and teaching these students. And he's determined that he no longer wants Earth to explode in a fiery blast or be taken over by the alien species. That he was, you know, the scouts, the, scout, the heralds, the the first, the first contact with Earth. He was there to set the stage for this invasion, but. Now he doesn't want the the place to inv- be invaded.
4: If you have a question, you're allowed to interrupt. I was saying that's very similar to Venom, which we watched. Yeah, it's, it's a while basically like Venom. Venom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, uh, oh crap! You're right. It so, is. Yeah. Well,
4: I haven't heard the rest of the story, but based on what I've heard, it does kind of sound like. No, no. Made. He's got a symbiote okay, so,
2: suit
1: and. Uh, <laughs> Meant Tom Holland shows up yeah, to the, fight him. It's, the teacher's actually named Eddie Brock. So, yeah, it oh, turns but out he likes still played to
0: by Chris Pratt. Oh.
2: Just, <laughs> Chris
1: All of Pratt the, as Tom Holland as Spider-Man. Tom
0: Hardy as, as, <laughs> Tom Holland as Spider-Man as Tom Hardy as Venom.
1: It makes sense layers. when you see the film. This is too complicated. Um, so, so, yes, but this, this secret government agency Turns out when the students took the spaceship on a joyride, it alerted some uh, one of these uh, secret government agencies that keeps track of these yes. that has been uh, trying to discover UFOs and alien species. They've been investigating it. And so that tips them off to the teacher actually being an alien. Uh, yeah, so around the time mi- that
0: they now have this knowledge and confrontation between the two, we're, we're this is after the midpoint, we're in the second half of act two, now we have the authoritarian, like the the earth-based or authoritarian like forces that are coming in to complicate everything. Even though we know that at the end of the second act, there are gonna be aliens showing up on earth, expecting an invasion to happen and expecting intel from this teacher who was sent ahead of time. So now not only do they have to, does the teacher still not know how to stop this invasion from happening and to convince his people from carrying out this uh, invasion, but now, he can't even do any of that because the government's coming in and trying to find him. and yeah. Uh,
2: yeah, and and everything the government sees is all evidence to the fact that he's there to destroy Earth. and the kids are the only ones that know that he doesn't want to destroy Earth anymore,
0: yeah. so now the kids have to the kids have to save him and uh, like and convince basically, The kids now are fighting to protect him and hide him, but also help him solve this puzzle that he has to solve, whether it be literal or figurative of having to somehow stop this invasion from happening by either tricking them, tricking his like the the other aliens or by uh, convincing them of the good of Earth or of its of its resources or promise. We haven't quite fleshed out the details of what that is, but here's the exciting part.
2: The, the The twist, the big twist at the end is that the way the kids figure out how to uh how to deceive the aliens is that one of them pretends to be the teacher or in some way takes the takes the spot of the teacher and
1: goes to space to the alien civilization and the movie ends with one of the students getting sucked up into an alien ship and they fly off and it's this sort of sad. Uh, or well, we think hopeful, hopeless ending and with the kid disappearing. The but then we learned that the teacher and the remaining student are now on a mission to go yeah, save. Yeah, I think it's
0: because we think that the kid died. We think that they gave their life to protect Earth. But then it cuts to them in the ship waking up or the kid waking up, not knowing where he is and then opening the blinds and seeing space, but not like blinds. It's not like Zathura. It's not like he's in a house. He's realizes he's on a ship and there's
2: space. And then we cut to the end titles and it says- Space blinds, it's, it's space, space blinds. It's very space blinds. CG space blinds.
0: <laughs> and it says, Chris Pratt will return.
2: <laughs> no, the oh, last-
4: because it's a trilogy, I forgot about Yeah, that. no, the last, the
2: last shot of the movie, the last shot of the movie is, uh the the kids on earth or the remaining kid on earth getting a message that they know the, the kid in space is alive it's
0: like when Martin gets the go, letter at the end of part 2 of back to the future yeah that, yeah we're well, going to go get him. in the
1: old west yeah so and i don't in the second movie in the second movie we actually go into space and it's sort of breaking that kid out of the alien prison and it's this big intergalactic you know space movie and then our third movie is actually them back on Earth, basically battling. It's it's your sort of grand aliens versus humans battle.
0: And we were Earthbound. talking about there's possibility that maybe the kid has been brainwashed by the aliens by the end of two, and so he's actually part of the invasion in three. And three is about the kids from Earth versus the kid that got taken that was originally like a good guy and about 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 turning him back to the good side and, and, and reconciling these, this earth and alien forces like at each other. We don't know. We were spitballing about the third one, but that's kind of our idea for the overall uh, three the overall arc of one, two, three. So Polly, I don't have it pulled up. Do you have the questions to be able to ask? Yeah.
1: So our, our first question is um, out of one to 10, Ten points being the most, you would see this. Would you see this movie?
4: How likely are you to see this movie? How likely, likely am I to see this movie? Um Well, it depends on the context. You see, if I went to see it in a theater. He is smart. If I went to see, see, what see I it? Mean? Smart. Yeah, no, you're right.
0: What movie is that? <laughs> you're so right. That's
4: yeah. you do. Here we go. <laughs> Never seen that. My apologies. Uh
0: no, my apologies. I'm not really doing that. Go ahead. <laughs>
4: Um, if I were to go like say it released on Disney Plus so it was free so I could just watch it whenever I wanted to on my own time probably 8 or 9 i that would definitely watch that because that's a pretty good idea I think uh, we um, want asses in seats man come on
2: we want, we, want to, we got. We got to get those. Those ticket sales. Let's do it.
4: <laughs> um, <laughs> if if it if it was if I was going to see it in theaters, most likely. Um, well, I'm still a kid, so I. So for me, my theater like life for? would just. Well, I would probably come to you and be like, "Father, I request to go see this quite crazy movie." Yeah, yeah, all the time. <laughs> Don't ask questions. It's fine. Um, and so, uh, I would go to him and I'd say, "Father, I request a ticket for this movie." Um, and then. That you wrote it.
1: <laughs> I request a ticket to the premiere screening. <laughs> that you wrote it
0: inexplicably sold in the room.
1: <laughs> Wherever you would see this, how many points?
4: How likely are you to go see this? Sounds like it's... eight four
1: two. Okay. Seven point eight four two. Take it. That's a C. That's yeah, solid it. C plus. Okay. <laughs> how likely how likely are you to recommend this to a friend?
4: One to ten. Man, it depends on the friend, but probably maybe. Um, well, I recommend movies to my friends a lot, so probably nine because I do that often. And it sounds like a pretty cool movie. You're you're hey, an authority on on movies. Put it on the poster. It sounds like a pretty cool movie. Well, am I supposed to be ranking? <laughs> if i supposed to be ranking these, like, because it's hard for me to rank them when I clearly know that I'm I'm biased against it because my father wrote it uh, partially. That, but that means
0: nothing. You and I both know that means nothing. it Doesn't mean
4: you. Yeah, <laughs> but but I can't just turn off that part of my mindset. Like it's hard to do that. I'll, I'll, I'll okay, well this this, this one I'm
0: not particularly attached to this idea. So you are.
4: <laughs> like more
2: than you you normally are for your, your most of your other. Very willing to that. turn on his writing partners
1: in in an instant. He doesn't care.
0: Oh, yeah. They mean nothing to me.
1: These people mean nothing. These ideas <laughs> this, mean nothing. Uh, Elliot, this is an easy one. This doesn't really have to do with your dad. This is our ad- adherence to the assignment. So how well do you think we did with writing a sci-fi movie that was happy, and then it was gloomy at the end for boys aged 12 to 17 that was rated PG-13? 1 to 10. How well do you think we
4: did with that? I forgot about the PG-13 thing. Um... I feel in like a lot of. Story. Oh yeah, there's one. We forgot to oh. say there's one F word. There is one it.
0: very prominent F word. It's very funny. <laughs> right. Or dramatic, either one, and not sexual.
2: Yeah. Okay. That that's the actually the end is 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 the kid just looking up at the sky and going.
0: Fuck. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. That's how it <laughs> is.
4: I think you did pretty well. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, we did.
0: We, I think so too. <laughs> I think. Yeah, I, I think mean, think it involves it
4: aliens, so it's, it's sci-fi, is sci-fi. Immediately, Can't like, he, yeah. 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 But. I do think that is something that I would do in that situation. I mean, I wouldn't rob my alien teacher's spaceship, but like I guess it's an accident. <laughs> um and I, mean? uh, it's good fantasy, good. Man. I think the like <laughs> departure and um redocking the spaceship scenes would be fun to watch and fun to film. Just like ramming oh, yeah. into a garage would be funny. Um, yeah. it would be funny if you
0: just crashed into the garage.
4: <laughs> but then like it fixed itself magically with alien technology. I feel like I'm most likely to do, um, to walk into Sorry. class and be like, I wouldn't scream. You're an alien, but I'd like talk, come up to him or come up to my STEM teacher and be like, yo, you're an alien. And I mean, I wouldn't say that, but then, okay, but you know,
0: <laughs> yeah, That's a, it's a I good note. I'm saying no. based, based on, to on my
4: experience in like the world that this movie is and not that I'm an alien, but, uh, Yeah, I think that's pretty accurate to what it would realistically be like. So it sounds like a 10 out of 10. Rarely say 10 out of 10, but yeah, I guess I'd say 10 out of 10.
1: And then our last question is, uh, rate the overall idea. Just one out of 10 overall idea. One out of 10? Is that what you said? Sorry, sorry. (laughs) One to 10. You're Freudian slimy show Front to start. start. It's been a long week.
4: I feel like one out of 10 isn't a proper scale. I'll have to go into decimals one second. Um, One
1: out
0: of 10 is not a proper scale, for the record. One to
2: 10...
4: Yes. Can I rate it on Rotten Tomatoes? Like, sure. One hundred. Right.
2: I will. T- I will tell you something, Elliot. Your reputation preceded you, and it was not exaggerated.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you are very smart. Uh,
2: you are very smart, and I, smart I. Your thing? dad should be very proud of you. He, he, you
4: are. You're a good kid, man. I, I love it. <laughs> I just it.
0: started weeping on the podcast.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I give a, a Rotten Tomatoes score of ninety three. It's a nine. Nine hey, point three. 9.3 out of 10. I'll take it.
1: We averaged a passing grade. We averaged like an A- minus. so I'm happy. <laughs> What's that sum
0: up to, Ryan?
1: Um, it uh, adds that up, to up to 36.142 36. out of 40. Whoa! That's amazing!
0: Yeah. That's pretty great.
1: Well done, everybody. Especially Elliot.
2: Elliot,
1: Elliot thank you so <laughs> much. Thank you for thank coming up. Thank you so with
4: much for listening idea. to our idea. <laughs> Sometimes was, I'll like, you, you'll tell me about your ideas on this podcast, Sir Worley, and I don't know why I just said Sir Worley, uh, and so that's you'll what I
0: demand you call me. Yeah,
4: you. my bad. Uh, Sir and, Worley uh, And I'll just be like sometimes, it's really it's so good that it, like, makes me sad. I go to my room and I start crying because, like, it's just a podcast idea, but I legitimately hope that something like that gets made in the future, because that would be really funny to go see in theaters. Then again, this movie Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Yes, yeah The specific one do you have a title Amazing. in mind for it? Uh, the title? Pratt Falls. <laughs> Pratt Falls. Pratt Falls. One, two, three. Oh, I can see that right here on the, on the monitor. <laughs> on my limited notes.
1: Um, well, that was fun. Thank you, guys. Amazing. Jeff, Jeff thank <laughs> I, you so a, much.
2: Well, I just want to say real quick, I had I had, a, uh, I had a moment where I thought I hadn't met you guys before this, and uh, I hadn't listened to any of the ep- other episodes of the podcast. I am going to now, specifically the hard science version. But, no! I wasn't sure. And then there was a moment where I thought, was this all an elaborate way for Seth to tell his kid he loved him?
0: <laughs> I don't know how else. It this better be. I,
2: to, was, right? I wanted be the end him to be like, and that's why I want to say happy birthdays. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> you guys can only connect over podcasts.
0: You open up the other episodes and it's just air. It's <laughs> not.
2: This is an all just an elaborate construct to get to that moment. Ryan is
0: being real-time rendered in Unity. And- <laughs> he have
2: no idea how to say that, you know, give a, your kid a compliment other than this way. <laughs> this is the only way you could do it. Anyway, oh,
1: man. And
2: this has been a great, are- it's been great fun, fellas. Thank you for inviting me. I had, yes. I had so much fun.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you for Jeff. coming on. And Elliot, thank you for listening to our ideas. Yeah, You can catch us in theaters the summer of 2023. It's been greenlit. <laughs> the Writer's Room Game Show with me, Ryan Paul. And Seth Worley, executive produced by Grant Wakefield at Weekend Video and Ann Fogarty at Plot Devices. Edited to perfection by Renee Gomez. Our art is by your buddy, Meg Lewis, and our face-melting music by Ben Worley. The Writers Room Game Show is a Weekend Video production in association with Plot Devices. Learn more about Weekend Video at weekend.video and check out game.show to listen to all of our episodes and suggest your own prompts for future shows. And don't forget to rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts. It really helps our show out a lot. See you in the next one.